What's up, Good Dudes Grow fans? This is Gary Roberts. I'm back with another great episode. I have a professional hockey player from the European League. This individual was actually addicted to pain medications, and he ended up turning to CBD to help them get off that. Stay tuned for his story and more. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health. We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives. We want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine. This is the Good Dude Grow 2.0. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health we're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives we want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine this is the good dude grow 2.0 what's up everybody i'm your host good dudes grow gary roberts i'm so glad you guys are with us this is another great story I have Kevin Tanzi. Hoping to mess up the last name. I should have asked before. <laughs> no, that's right, Tanzi. Uh, perfect. He's a, a seven-year uh, pro hockey player out in the European League. Uh, he started out basically. Uh, he had. A, he's gonna have a, pretty much a cool story behind him. I don't know what you want to call it cool, but it's a story like most of us have had it. He ended up getting addicted to uh, painkillers, and then he turned to plant-based medicine to help him get off it. Uh, it's something that I love bringing to my audience because it's, it's, it proves that plant-based medicine does have uh, a venue in this type of uh, uh, medicine. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't think it is, but it actually does help a lot of individuals and a lot of people are doing some good stuff, just like Kevin here. But Kevin, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me on, Gary. It's a pleasure to be on here. And uh, yeah, from my background, um, you know, I've been a hockey player since I could skate um, at four years old kind of thing. Always uh, climbing up the ranks. I am from Hammond, Ontario, which is a little town about 45 minutes east of Ottawa. And, uh, you know, I've always loved playing the game and I've been a cannabis advocate for a while. And it's just uh, an honor to be here and I'm excited to get started. And yes, let's do this. That's great. (laughs) I'm originally from Canada as well. So even though I live in Florida now, I'm originally from Montreal. So I know in Canada, there's two things that happens. Either we we grow on skates or we grow on skis. So I I went the ski route. Skating wasn't my forte. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) But I love watching it. I love the sport. I I actually uh, trained with a lot of uh, Montreal Canadian players and they were actually still good friends of mine. So it was actually pretty cool. But you have a story behind, you know, getting involved with cannabis, being a cannabis advocate in CBD. Tell us a little bit about that story and how, how it evolved for you. Yeah. So while I was playing hockey, I grew through the ranks and played junior A in Cumberland. 
which is just outside of Ottawa. And then I accepted a Division One scholarship to Clarkson University, where I spent five years because I redshirted one year. So the reason for my red shirt was because one some one night in the summer after my freshman year, I was 19 years old. I was uh, still living with my parents at the time, and I was working at a a hockey school in the middle of the city. So it would be like a 45 minute drive for me, and it started at 7 a.m. So I stayed with one of my buddies' places. Um, who lived right near the area just so I wouldn't have to wake up so early. And, um, you know, we were just playing video games, hanging out, and there were three of us, and there was only two remotes. So it was my turn to be out for a game. So I said, all right, I'm going to go grab my uh, grab a bag out of my car. And my car was parked just outside. And, you know, I, I was gone for 10 minutes, and they knew I was just getting a bag and wondering, you know, where did I go? And they looked outside, and they saw me, like, passed out, basically, well, not basically passed out on the pavement. Um, I had been assaulted by someone uh, who it was never found out about who it was. And I don't remember a single thing for about three weeks, so I couldn't tell you anything. Um, but I was assaulted with something hard and was hit in the back of the head, which caused my skull to crack. And I had a brain bleed, which resulted in me having to go into a coma for two days. And I also had three ribs broken and had injured my shoulder, uh, torn it so bad that it was like I had, I dislocated it something like 17 or 18 times in like three weeks. And so I needed surgery for that too. So, um, I was really touch and go for a couple of days where they weren't sure if I was going to be able to pull through, um, with obviously such a big substantial head injury like that. And, you know, there's not much, there's, you know, it doesn't, that's not something that happens very often where people survive, quite frankly. So, um, I'm, I'm just very fortunate to be there and, you know, throughout this whole process and recovering, my first thing that was always on my mind was getting back to hockey because that was, you know, it, it was my, it's my first love still is, um, you know, I, I love the game. I love being out there. I, I love training for it. I love playing it, scoring a goal. There's no better feeling in the world. And that's what I wanted to get back to. And, Basically, my battle was first getting back into shape because while I was bedridden, I also lost 80 pounds and I was having shoulder surgery. So I, uh, there was a toll on my body. Um, there was a toll on my brain physically and emotionally for sure. And essentially, I was, that was the first time that I was prescribed something to deal with pain. And, you know, at first I tried it and I didn't really like the fog because it made me feel kind of disconnected. And then when I started going to doctors to see if, you know, I could get cleared technically, I guess, I mean, I was an adult, so I didn't really need technical clearance, but just wanted to get the doctor's opinion on what I should do with my head. And one of the first doctors that I met with said that it's probably the best idea that I, I don't play again. And that hit me like a sack of bricks. And after that, um, you know, I, remembered what the painkillers had did to me. And I kind of, you know, I, I slipped back to them. I would take them, you know, not when I was necessarily in pain, but just kind of having like a night where, you know, I was feeling down, I would want to deal with stuff and I would just take them. And then, um, you know, I, I, I did that, um, on and off for probably like two years through college and stuff like that, just kind of taking them at a wrong, like, 
you know, and, and it's crazy because at the time I didn't feel like it was a dependency, right? Because it was just normal and it was just a crutch for me to deal with the trauma and basically get get rid of pain that I was feeling because, you know, I, I was sick of it. No one likes to be in pain. And then, you know, I figured out that it wasn't the right way to, to deal with. I, I, although I kept it to myself, I didn't really tell anybody um, because I, again, I just felt like it was something normal. And after that, um, you know, I realized that I needed help and I just kind of like, surrounded myself with my family more and friends and just kind of tried to keep an eye out and fix it and did it. And then my first year pro when I left Clarkson, I found CBD and it was, uh, it was life-changing because it, it was, you know, it was something that I could, you know, if I'd block a shot or break a bone or dislocate something, it was, you know, I could, I could use that and not have to escape the actual mental stuff that, you know, I, back then I depended on because I didn't have the emotional capacity to deal with it at the time. Right. So right. Well, um, a, a lot of people don't understand it. It's kind of like the same thing. I kind of, I've always liked to talk to, to professional athletes because I always put them on the same parallel as uh, veterans and firefighters. Cause it's really a career. Cause you've been doing it for so long. It's, it's not like when people just say, Oh, it's, it's just a game. Give it up. It's, it's not, yeah. Really, it's kind of you. It's your life. It is is what you want to do, and for you to get back, it's not only physical pain, but it's mental stress. The the battle of of you know, am I going to get back? How am I going to back? Do I have to you know feel this way to get back? Or while you're trying to get back and training back into shape, you have those small little relapses where all of a sudden mentally you're telling yourself this may not happen. Is that right? Yeah, it's that's spot on. And at the same time, especially in North America, there's so many good one hockey players out there, but so many good athletes in general. So if you if you're hurt for an amount of time, you kind of become like if someone takes your job, they take your job at the end of the day. Like if, if someone's going in and doing your job better than you were doing when you're back, it, it's you know, you got to work back towards it like they can take your job. And that's like, you know, another thing that makes athletes just want to stay in the game and so that was essentially the reason why we started impactive cbd is because we wanted athletes to have an option that was healthy and not habit forming because we i mean i noticed through my career that it was so it is so readily available for players if you know they they have an injury and i just think that it's time that players should at least have the option to have something that's way more sustainable and doesn't cause like, harm to your body long-term and stuff like that. It's, you know, it's, I think it's just important. How, how did you, how did you decide to go down that route? Did you, did you ask a physician first? Like, what did he think? What did, you know, or do you just been reading up and just saying, you know, I heard about this. Did you try it out? Did it, did it take you a while to understand, you know, cause when I did it, uh, I read about it when I, I was trying to get my daughter off opiates and it still wasn't legal in Florida. I read about it. And I tried some stuff, you know, it wasn't working. It tasted terrible. It, you know, I'm going, this has got to be some sort of, you know, weird witch oil that people are just trying to make money off of people's misery. It can't be until I really found the farm <laughs> that actually I was going through two Achilles tendonitis, which is like walking on shards of glass. And when I took the right product or the product that we actually have now is basically the pain went from an eight to a four within about 20, 30 minutes. And I was like, Oh, 
this is completely different than all the other stuff I tried. Is that kind of like how you started investigating it? You read about it, tried a bunch of stuff, and then tried to, you know, figure out what was the best for you? So cannabis has always kind of been in my family. Um, just my, you know, it's just, we were, we're good old Canadian people and it's just kind of, you know, we grew up with it. My parents grew up with it and, uh, you know, it was just always around a little bit, uh, more or less. And so I was familiar with the plant itself, but in terms of CBD, the first time that I was introduced to it really, um, like I heard about it, but again, I was kind of the same thing. Like, I don't know what this is. Uh, the first time I tried it was a buddy of mine who I was playing with that was starting a company or was joining a company that was starting as well. So it was, uh, it was pretty like, again, it was, I had no idea what it was and I just said, Hey, like this, this will help. And, you know, I, they had some kind of like cream one as well. And I also had drops from there too. And it was, you know, I realized I slept better, um, would wake up the next morning and would just feel more relaxed and calm and it was just uh I, it was just really eye-opening for me and then i had an opportunity to come across and decided to start our own thing because it's 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 truly it's a product i really believe in you know it, and it's it, it helps so much and i know like i feel like i'm a biased person but at the same time i go through it's uh one of these guys right here it's not that big but i like i go through these like crazy because i just use them so much they help so much with like muscles and pains and after a workout or a block shot it's just put it right on and it just heals it it's, it's crazy <laughs> uh I'm, I'm so in on the plant man i'm so in on the plant it's it's so great it, it's incredible when you when you get that feeling like this is actually works this is pretty cool but yeah. but like you know like we were talking about before it's not just a physical aspect did you notice a change mentally in yourself as well as some people that maybe you might have given it the product to, to try uh, absolutely. So for us right now, we only have a topical, so we don't have any sublinguals, but for myself personally, the sublingual one is like, I was a big fan of it. I would take, um, I was taking gummies at some points in my career and between periods, uh, I would take drops before bed or when I was feeling anxious. Uh, it, it's just so cool because you can find so many different kinds that are, you know, geared towards different symptoms and feelings and stuff like that and it's it's just so it's really incredible what they're doing with it and it's it's exciting to be a part of but i definitely did definitely did uh notice a difference men mentally as well that was the biggest thing that i found i found some people that i was in the fire department and i said okay you got to do this for pain and then automatically a couple of days later they're telling me like you know you you helped me out i was always angry i was always anxious i'm all, you know yeah. it, it's just such a thing that athletes and first responders veterans they shouldn't have to worry about taking it uh while they're still playing or while they're still working because it's non-psychoactive and wait till after their careers where, where they build this huge mental issue up or this huge pain up to it almost impossible to overcome when you you know why do I want to enjoy I know I want to enjoy myself at the end of my career, but I'd like to, you know, be preventative and enjoy myself while I'm still going through the stuff that I love to do without paying. Why do I have to wait till the end? It, that's that's one of the biggest things, I think. And when you, you decided you just you guys founded Impact CBD. Impact Impactive yeah. CD, CBD, I apologize for that. What was the biggest thing you had to overcome when you started the company? Um, probably the biggest thing for me personally was just kind of 
it came at a time where I, I, my hockey career was, I was in Europe and I guess like my, my fear more was in North America when I was using it because, you know, there's the stigma around it and stuff like that. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want it to affect my hockey career. I didn't, I didn't actually, I was never told that it's affected my hockey career or, you know, maybe had someone be picked over me just because, you know, my association with the plant. But that was the reason why I kind of decided to do it when I did, because I guess it wouldn't affect my, my stance there. And the big overcoming was just kind of coming to like saying that I was going to be a trailblazer, I guess, you know, just deciding to take that step and be like, you know what, I, whatever, if it does do something to my reputation as like a hockey player for teams to grab me or not, this needs to be said. And coming to terms with that is, that was probably the toughest part for me and just being vulnerable and telling my story. And because again, like you said, I've been a hockey player my whole life and my image is as a hockey player. And then, you know, I have my image here and then I have my real person, whether that's the right wording or not. And when I tell my story, it's kind of, they collide and it's, everything is coming together at once. And it's just, it's a very vulnerable spot. So for that was, uh, was a, a big step for me for sure. But other than that, I mean, it's been fun to do because there hasn't been like, there hasn't been too many obstacles besides like the normal obstacles that you get in sales kind of thing. But other than that, it's been, you know, people love the idea. People get behind it. We have athletes using it. It's, it's a good cause. It's a good, it's in the right place and it's being done for the right reasons because it, it does need to change. And People are getting behind that, and it's fun to see as well. So it, it, that's definitely the most rewarding. Part. Exactly, like you said it's done for the right reasons. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, when I started this podcast, the reason why I started this podcast because I went to uh, uh, you know our union and said, "Hey, listen, we need to discuss this because you know." And I was I was afraid of coming out because a we get drug tested, b we're not allowed to sell illegal substances. So you know, people still think it's illegal, even though in North America, CBD, you know, with the percentage of 0.3% or less is federally legal. It's not on narcotics, but you still have that perception of, you know, you're out going out selling cannabis, you know, you know, so once you come out, it's like, okay, all of a sudden we got a drug dealer on a department. He's, you know, he's stoned <laughs> going on calls. It's like, no, no, no. You know, that, yeah. so I understand exactly what the fear of initially coming out. And then after that, it's fun to actually watch the mind slowly transfer and change the more you educate them, the more you talk about it, the more you feel open and tell about your story of what happened to you, what happened to me, uh, what happened to my daughter and father and so forth and so forth. And by bringing stories like yours to this platform and by having firefighters, which I actually let push out to, to hear it, it created a bigger avenue for people to understand that, you know, we're not in it just to go down and, you know, to, to bong one up on shift or, or, or do something stupid. Yeah. We're in it for the health reasons. The health reasons are a lot more important now as you go through your careers and your later end of the careers. And it is actually when you were, you know, 15, 16, you know, living, living a wild life. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And you know, it's the stigma is the stigma is definitely the biggest obstacle because that's the mindset of basically besides the MLB who just made a huge deal uh, with a CBD company. I mean, although some sports companies don't like the NHL and the NFL don't necessarily test for it, 
they still can't like advertise it. They can't take it as sponsorship. So it's kind of, they're still walking that line and it's, uh, it's crazy that it's, it still has that mindset that it's, you know, it's, it's the marijuana. It's, it's going to get, yeah. It's (laughs) It's the gateway drug. It's about education. (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild (laughs) to me, but that's why I think it's important to have these conversations and get together with other like-minded people who think the same way and just kind of, show everybody what it should be. Exactly. Exactly. Just makes sense. I'm curious. You said the NHL, I think wasn't that, was the NHL not the first, basically I'll call them trailblazers by not testing first for it. They weren't very rugged on their testing. Am I, am I, cause I did some research. I am not sure. I'm not sure. I went to, I went to an NHL camp when I was, uh, 18, I went to the Leafs camp and I went to camps pretty much every summer until, you know, my third year pro here. And I don't think I was once tested for, for weed, but it was like, I also don't, didn't really necessarily look at a checklist <laughs> beside the, the, the thing kind of, but it's, uh, yeah, they, they don't, they don't test. Um, and it's just kind don't of, test, but don't support. But it's also. Exactly. Yeah. It's one of those, it's a gray area. It's a gray area everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. So tell us a little bit more about the company. Okay. So we started for, um, we started about three years ago and we have been pushing the narrative that we have just been talking about this whole time about how, you know, painkillers need to be out of sports and athletes need a more sustainable and awesome way of life because you're not just drowning in your, in your pains and whatever you're prescribed to. And we wanted to do that because obviously there was a need for it in athletes. And we started three years ago and we are by athletes for athletes. We are sold online and we're in a couple of places in Ohio as well. And then we're in Omaha and a couple other places sprinkled in. We just relaunched in September after being acquired and, you know, we're, we're really ready to bring this thing full blast and, and just kind of be a, a little bit of a, a nudge in the sporting world. And hopefully, you know, having these conversations with GMs and owners of teams and stuff in the future and being able to talk to sports teams about the benefits of the plant. And that's what we're really trying to push. We're really trying to push it for players to be able to have access to it because I think it's almost criminal that it's like you, you don't have access to a completely natural way of recovery. Um, you know, these, these guys put their bodies on the line, these guys and these, these women put their body on the line. And there's so many injuries that go, I've, I've broken myself. I've broken 11 or 12 bones. Um, I've dislocated this shoulder 18 times had surgery, dislocated this one twice. Um, I've had close to 75 stitches and a couple of concussions and another surgery on my thumb. Like athletes go through stuff and it's uh, it's tough, and it's on top of that the anxiety that can come across, and with the, the employment of being a professional athlete, is you're in the public figure, um, especially if you're not having a good season or something. There's there's just so many ways that people can basically just need something to depend on, and I think when you're suffering in pain at the same time as you might be emotionally, then there should be an option out there for people to deal with at least their, their pains in, in a natural way. That's, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more with you. If they wanted to actually buy your, uh, your topicals, where would they, where would they be able to get it? 
So on our website, it's uh, impactofcbd.com. That was that is where we are. What do you sell? Is it just is it nationally uh, U.S. only? Yeah, so we sell we sell U.S. only. Well, U.S. and Europe. Um, fortunately, it's not in Canada at this moment. Um, but you know, in the future, we're hoping to get it there once the the legislation ease up a little bit. Um, and yeah, we sell uh, we make it in Colorado, and you know, I've had. I've had guys buy it in Denmark and in England and you know, there's been someone from Switzerland who made an order so we can ship to, to Europe as well, but fortunately not Canada yet. All right. I'll, I'm put the, I'll put all that in the show notes and everything else. If people wanted to follow your progress and follow you, do you, do you have your social media they, they would like, they could actually go to? Yeah. My social media, give me a second here. I don't know about <laughs> it is. My social media Instagram is ktans93. That's K T A um, N Z nine three. And my Twitter, I think, is Kevin Tansy six. So Kevin Tansy T A N S E Y six. All right, we'll put all those in the show notes. If I'm going to reach out, ask you questions. This way, they can ask you questions about the company or your products and everything else, and then they can go online and, and order some when they're ready. Kevin. I appreciate you coming on and telling your story. I appreciate everything you do. Uh, I believe, like you said, uh, athletes need to have better options than what's out there. Uh, people need to stop stigmatizing a, a plant that can do good when it's actually made to do good. And I think that, you know, first responders should really start following some of what the athletes are doing and people stop worrying about uh, things that are not going to come up. Like, like I said, thinking about they're going to go on. Uh, calls or something. I'm sure you don't. You would never play high or anything else. Uh, I don't. I don't see like professional, you know, firefighters and military people doing their jobs high. It's not what they do. They want. They just want to be able to go to bed, recover, not feel pain, and mentally have have a good life and support help others. Yeah, and you know they're on the head, right? It's uh, and that's always comes back to the stigma, and it's just breaking that down and educating and. Letting people know, and we're prepared to do that. And want to thank you for having me on, and you know, helping spread my word and the education on the on the plant. Perfect. We'll let everybody uh, get those show notes again. You have yourself a wonderful uh, rest of your week. Thanks, Gary. You too. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is podcast powertrain right now they're doing an, an amazing offer for all their course material if you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there also if you're looking for a platform not sure which platform to use to record your show on riverside fm is the one we use you can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside. Check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for listening to the show and we will see you. Well, we'll see you, but. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss an episode of the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. 